This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Round Podcast presented to you by Polos News Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have any AKAs for today, and I will throw it to my friends and my co-hosts. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Candice, not so newly at PC, all social media. Don't forget to follow our show page at Ratchet Rambling, minus the S, because Twitter was being petty with the username length. So Ratchet Rambling on Twitter, Ratchet Ramblings on uh, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Follow us on TikTok and I'm going to throw it to my girl, Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. This is Adrian, a.k.a. 97 Flu Game for today. <laughs> so, Scott uh, Pippen dislike this, folks. Adrian <laughs> was being hot in the ass and, uh, you know, she learned the hard way last night that, you know, you get For, close to 40 is definitely different than 20. Yeah. Close to close to you can't party like you a rock star as you approach close to 40. You're going to regret it every time. And Jeremy, Jeremy is just tired of people's places and things right now. And that's OK. That's we want him to bring that energy and his dragon pants Um, because I, I do much much like Adrian said in the pregame, I do have some for everybody. Um, so we're going to hop right into things. Um, has anything exciting? Well, well, we'll talk about it when we get to Married to Medicine. Um, but Tasha K has started the process. I mean, Cardi B started the process for garnishing Tasha K and freezing any assets that she has. And Miss Mamas thinks she ran to Africa to get away from it. And it's not going to happen like that. But worst of luck to Tasha K because honestly, this was all avoidable if she would just find another celebrity to talk about. You would think you would shut the fuck up when you owe somebody $3.3 million, but not that bitch. So worst of luck to her, prayers down. Um, but black ink. Okay. We so for a long time, and I'm surprised it never made it to social media, to the blog sites about Ryan having to pay that debt um for van and that awful god awful what the fuck was that ass cover-up of a tattoo he did because it's public record so you would think somebody would have looked into it by now um we all thought that ryan and van wasn't speaking because when things went south with them and van was doing all these interviews talking about ryan was shooting up the old shop and this that, and the third come to find out it was so much bigger than that and let me be honest and let me say this if you owe me six figures worth of money because I had to pay for a fuck up that you ran from, yes, I don't want nothing to do with you. Also, this ties into that season where Ryan was sleeping in the shop. Well, that's because all of the money that Ryan had saved to buy a home cash, he had to end up forking over for that lawsuit for that tattoo that Van did. And Van is full of shit when he said he had to pay two hundred and fifty thousand. Also, what <clears throat> you should have had to pay all of had, it. Yeah, but she, because he was an employee of Black Ink, she sued 
Black Ink as a corporation and Van also. So whatever was whatever settlement amount or anything becomes something that's called you can basically you can retrieve it from either person. So if they said, okay, you owe her 250000 she can come after Black Ink or she can come after Van. She doesn't have to come after both people. She doesn't have to split it down the middle or nothing. So she came She came for Black Ink. Yeah, because obviously they, they're the entity that could she get the most money out of because, you know, five years. Well, well, not even that. Van ran from the subpoena. And since he couldn't be served, her legal team said, okay, we know we can get Nine Mag. We know who owned the lease to the building. We know who the owner of Nine Mag is. And so they didn't even have to put the paperwork in Ryan's hand. They just had to serve somebody connected to Nine Mag. And that's what they did. And what I find fucked up about it is Van sitting up here lying, talking about he don't know. And Ryan even said that he was like, are you so, he was like, are you so stupid? That you don't know what's going on with your life in terms of legal, the legal system. Who doesn't know when they're being like, you know, when you have done some shit, like, you know, when the courts is coming after you, he knew he fucked up that girl's tattoo because she came back to him first. And when he wasn't responding, she went to Ryan. And when Ryan said, I'll try to fix it the best I can. That wasn't enough for, for her, which I agree. You, One of your employees fucked me at once and telling somebody I'll fix it the best I can is not very promising, especially because when they showed the picture of the fucking cover-up, all he did was shade her whole fucking arm black. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I said, I don't, I get it because they won by default. The girl won by default because Ryan never showed up to none of the court dates and any of that. And Van never spoke about none of them or anything. So she won and she was deserving of that because he fucked her up for life. She going to be walking around with a black patch on her arm for the rest of her fucking life. Unless she finds a but but also, I got some questions because something in the milk ain't clean. Because when you get a default judgment, once you're notified of that g- default judgment, you can go back to the court mm. and say, hey, this was a default judgment. This is why I didn't show up or this is why this happened. And most judges will set it aside and let you go through the pr- go through the process of a trial or whatever. I feel like I feel like if I remember the episode, Ryan's legal team told him he really didn't have a leg to stand on. At the time, Van was indeed working under the NIMAG brand. And I don't think there was any way that he could get out of paying that woman. Honestly, he shouldn't want to. If we're going to be honest, they he needed to do the right thing by that girl, regardless of how it shook out, because come on now, Ryan runs around screaming NIMAG is his shit. Nine Mag his nobody did, did shit for Nine Mag, but he did it for Nine Mag. And so that means you need to be accountable for who you employ under Nine Mag. And as we can see in the today, he has a totally different team of tattoo artists around him than he did when we were first introduced to Nine Mag. Because we've been said Van was a horrible tattoo artist. He the Donna of Nine Mag. <laughs> <laughs> he is and the he stay with Lawson. Huh? He stayed with a lawsuit. Who, Van? Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't shock me. He's not a good tattoo artist. He's not a good that, tattoo um, artist. Store, that store that he had with the, it's called Chicago Rilla stuff. He got into a lawsuit with his business partner's brothers. 
over that. Not shocked. Which yeah. honestly, that should have been a lawsuit just based on that horrible ass name. But you know, it was hot. Here. Know it was hot here. I had a shirt. I no, caught man. a straight with that Jeremy. <laughs> I caught a straight. Adrian said, "Now why am I in this?" Right. <laughs> she she said it'd be your own. I'm, nigga. Just wow. try, I'm just trying to support my high school friends and their endeavors. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. I wasn't even mad at the Chicago real stuff. I just like you said, it just goes to show that Van is a horrible business person and anybody and it makes sense why he would click up with C's because C's is also a horrible business person. So they are two horrible business motherfuckers, a match made in heaven. And I just want to I just want to point out, I just want to point out that as soon as C's lost his VH1 deal, you went running back to Nine Mag to try to get some TV time. You're not low, yeah. you big bitch. Yeah, he's not low or high. I mean, he you, can't you're jump. Not, you're you're not low. We, we peep gang. And I'm glad Ryan is paying you dust. Ryan said at this point, he don't even want the fucking money back. But Ryan, don't never be that good of a person. I'm always want my $250,000 back. If I got to beat it out your big ass like you a pinata, I'm going to get mine. There is not a time, a place, a year, a month, a day a hour, a minute, a fucking second where you could stand in my fucking presence while owing me $250,000 and be talking about, I don't know why we don't talk no more. Nigga, please. Especially considering the last time that we saw Van on this show, like he he him, he him himself was like, the reason we don't talk is because, you know, fuck Ryan, this, that, and the third, yada, yada. So what the hell happened between then and now that you like, you don't know what happened? Come on now. No, you just wanted some TV time. He just wanted some camera time because you've been new. And not only that, motherfuckers don't fuck with you because as much as I despise and loathe Charmaine Bay, you literally lied on that girl and lied on your dick. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want nobody around me who that pressed and that thirsty because lying about fucking Charmaine is something, boy. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're not wrong, but damn, he ain't saying Um, I know Kitty is having the last laugh because thank God that you got kicked off of Black Ink, New York, because nobody over there has a job anymore. Okay, nobody right. over there has a contract with Big Fish anymore. The milk's gone bad, so you should be so lucky that you and Ryan have patched it up so you can keep a check coming in on this show because we still do not know what the fuck you do. And even the sheep. Although, speaking of that, I feel like of the New York crew, I mean, unless, not, granted, I don't think he would because he's not that damn dumb, but I feel like the only one over there that probably is still good is um, Puma, Puma because of his own shop. Yeah, Puma. I feel like. Yeah, and, I feel like and, probably the only one that's And we could be honest, just because um, Black Ink, the Black Ink shops in New York, just because they lost their VH1 contract, I probably suspect they've been on TV long enough that C shops are still booming. Because if it's one thing Black people love, it's, it's awful problematic straight Black men and supporting them in any capacity that they can. Yeah. I highly I mean, doubt they're... any of their customer base give a damn that he brutalized the fucking puppy and is alleged to have been brutal and violent to his own daughter. So, and, oh, that's, I'm glad we're here. 
He was on the podcast. I didn't listen to the podcast because when somebody DM me and said C's is on this podcast, I said, well, you're going to have to give me the cliff notes because I'm not listening to nothing that bitch ass nigga got to say. Um, And basically, he just went on that podcast and was shitting on everybody except for Teddy and um, Puma talking about fuck them. He don't need them. He made them famous. He made everybody famous. All the uh, all the views and all that he did for VH1, and they gonna cut ties with him on social media instead of having a a meeting with him and all this other shit. And he how he might have some shows in the work with Zeus. First things first, Zeus love a VH1 reject. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to be willing to bring the the utter chaos to Zeus to get a show on Zeus. So if you feel like the the drama was fabricated on VH1. You gonna really have to show your ass on Zeus. So he gonna bring Sky back. That, you read my mind, Adrian. That's about the only reason. That's about the only thing I can think of. Yep, I think so. So I mean, all in all, I'm not nobody. I don't feel like we've lost anything by losing Black Ink New York. If we being honest. Yeah, I'm, honestly, we been covering it lately but honestly it was more so for for you know its legacy than you know it was actually one of the best of the best of the show yeah i agree i think we got way more mess and k and drama that didn't seem fabricated um in black and compton in chicago so you know that's that i don't really have much to say about uh don and and four and this co-parenting shit because again the best thing you can do for yourself is to get on some child support and get out of everybody's face. Um, you know, I'm not sure what y'all be expecting for women after you gaslight them, put babies in them, leave the homes broken. But this is all a, a consequence of your actions. So maybe y'all both shitty as partners to women. Maybe y'all need to get in some therapy. It's not. It can't be everybody else gotta be y'all mm. i don't have much to add them niggas are stupid and i don't care i mean the fruit the, the fruit don't be falling all that far from the tree <laughs> so yeah, that's that. um <laughs> love and hip-hop atlanta gonna keep it Speaking short stupid. gonna keep it short and sweet kendra it, you are one of the dumbest bitches i have had the displeasure of seeing on my tv screen in a very very very, very long, a very, very, a very, very, very long time. Because all this shit that you're mad about, this motherfucker did before y'all was married and did it years ago. And you knew about it. And you sitting on our screen talking about getting divorced and so on and so forth and talking about he need to go tell your family about his break baby. He don't got to tell your family shit. Who is your family? <laughs> I mean, let me ask that question because you you stayed with him knowing about this baby. This not some Nia Long, email Udoka shit that just been sprung on you. You knew about this baby because remember you said Ken, Big Ken was doing her own thing too. Okay, well, bitch, you should have got pregnant too then. What's up? <laughs> I would just like to point out. I would, now, this might be very, very uh, mean of me. And that's fair. I can have a little meanness. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I do not understand what you expect me to feel for somebody who wouldn't live dated and married young job. His sister was looking at her the same way. Like, 
<laughs> right? And it's not even. Like, I'm gonna let you get this even, off your chest, but bitch. it's not even that. It's you knew about all of this before the wedding. So why are you sitting on our TV screen talking about getting divorced and shit? See, I feel like part of her is performing to do she genuinely yes. feel that way. Performing like fuck. Okay, I'm, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here. Because there's a stigma associated with women who stay in relationships with men who do that kind of shit. And you'd rather push back and make it seem like you're willing to leave, but you're not going any fucking where. So why don't you just deal with this shit privately? Why don't y'all just go to some fucking therapy and handle it privately? B- because you the issue, because you rushed a wedding knowing all of this. To a nigga named Jocelyn. No, to Jocelyn. a nigga named Jocelyn. I still can't believe that nigga's name is Joe. And he looking at her like she a fucking fool too. He like, but I know he wanted to say in the green screens and the confessionals, bitch, you knew all of this. I have been still beating your back out knowing I had a baby on you. He still need them child support payments made. He ain't finna say shit. I have been, I went, we went on a honeymoon and I beat your motherfucking back out and you still knew about Mita. You knew about this baby. What is we doing here? But this would happen when you make decisions and you're not woman enough to stand up in them because we wouldn't even be having this conversation if she was just like, he did some fucked up shit and we worked through it and that's what it is. I don't give a fuck about what me to talk about. This, I mean, not fuck his outside baby, but I knew about the situation and it is what it is and we worked through it and that's where we at now. But you uncomfortable. You know you, you feel dumb and you are. So your feelings are adequate. You are stupid. Very fucking dumb. Big dumb. Dumb dumb. Like a fucking sucker. And he lick you every time. You are stupid. All right. Ain't she a lawyer? Supposedly. Uh, I wasn't going to claim her, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a lawyer or you can she, just let this is she like a lawyer lawyer? <laughs> is she like a Phaedra? <laughs> is she an I mean, S or is she a Parks? I mean, they taped her in her office. I, I don't know. Because a lot of people be like, oh, you're supposed to be so smart, but you don't. A lot of people can be book smart and don't have no common fucking sense. Well, I wasn't even gonna say that. I was like, can't she like lawyer that nigga song? (laughs) Take some shit if you really wanted to. That bitch is stupid. Anytime a woman is sitting up paying a motherfucker child support that they ain't even married to, that's she's been paying this man child support. Since before they got married. That's all you need to know about Kendra. Right, girl, Kendra le- like, no, le- at least I got a man ass bitches. But okay, he running you through the ringer. Like litigate his ass or some shit. <laughs> yeah, sir. Litigate sir, the paper yourself. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Adrian. Litigate what? <laughs> she can't litigate nothing. You walked into this and you knew all this. They would laugh her out of court. <laughs> For sure. Damn. She can't even. So, ma'am, you watched season one through whatever of love and hip-hop and you were expecting him to be faithful and during your relationship in 2019 you say that there was a break in which a baby was conceived and you still proceeded to get married ma'am I, get the fuck out of my court ma'am like imagine they really did go to court and they just pulled up previous seasons of love and, mm-hmm. and your honor here is season two episode three of jossie I don't want to see them in court unless they're going in front of Judge Mathis so he could call her a crackhead. <laughs> you were paying his what, ma'am? <laughs> he do love calling people crackhead. <laughs> yeah. Lord. I don't, like, mm, what kind of, 
What kind of dicks do Sierra be smoking? Uh, crystal one. Because you are always unhappy with every fucking thing this man does for you. And we have said this before on a previous show. I don't remember which one, but there is a huge difference between sacrifice and compromise. And you're a bitch who does not like to compromise and is only content when somebody is sacrificing for you. And I hope that young ass boy get from under your dumb ass because he does a lot of sacrificing. And you're always yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it until episode because I was kind of like what's what's his problem like she's saying she don't feel safe she doesn't want to be in the house just do the condo thing and then he finds one and then she she you know she's essentially complaining I didn't really see it until this episode yeah yeah he, she's just never satisfied and she's she's never truly happy and honestly I feel like she hasn't been that way since she from honestly yeah is that yep that's exactly what I, was I, say. I feel like she takes all of her insecurities from her her former marriage out on other men because while we really didn't have too much good to say about bk brasco and that fucking painted on beard um <laughs> she she gave him a lot of the same issues as well and what we what i want to say to that is miss mama go sit on that lady's couch and unpack your trauma your pain and your hurt because this man seems to be doing everything in his power to make you happy. And it's just never really enough. The bitch talking about why would you bring me dead flowers? Well, once you once you clip the fucking flowers, they dead. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think she ever truly, really fully healed from, to be honest. Yeah. And you know, while like you said, uh BK Brasco's on antics aside. Uh, I just feel like she's never truly been healed. Therefore, she's never truly been happy enough to have a good relationship. Um, and like I said, I feel like this dude is, um, I do feel like he's better a better partner than BK. He is, you know, doing all he can. And it's just, it's not enough for her because inside, it's, it's not enough for her inside because she's never truly done the work to heal from you know, shooter, because her and shooter was together what, like ten years or some shit, Sounds something like, like that. They were good for they were good for a minute. Yeah, yeah, they were. I feel like until she truly does the work to heal and unpack from that, she's never truly gonna be happy. Even if the partner that she's currently with is, you know, objectively all intents purposes a good partner, I feel like she's just never gonna be happy. Yeah, correct. Um, while we're in Atlanta, you know, we might as well talk about the second part of this Real Housewives reunion. And my biggest criticism is for Andy in that um, you could have kept the whole three part reunion shit if you were going to allow Marlo to use it as a redemption arc for how nasty and vile of a person she is. I just truly do not care about her upbringing. And I want to be honest, and I'm so sorry if it's crass and mean, but you wasn't, you're not the only black person who's had a crackhead for, for a mama or a daddy who has been from home to home, the foster home, the foster home, and so on and so forth. All of that does not entitle to you or give you a license to treat people so shitty and say whatever you want to say to people. And I get it. Let me tell you, Kenya has a foul mouth on her too, but I'm, I'm even talking about the shit you were saying about candy. You didn't call this lady all type of hoes and her pussy ain't good. And that's why she got to marry outside her tax bracket. And, you know, she ain't shit and she ain't this and she ain't that. And my thing is, in what world is that the type of shit you say about people that you claim to care for? 
even if Candy was a hoe, she a successful hoe for sure. She could prove her income. You can't. I just, I don't Marlo know. Is a, Marlo is a bitter, vile bitch. I don't, I can't, I don't have nothing else around it. She talks to people I from a place of jealousy. I think that's why she tries to tear down Candy. Because if you look at it, flaws or not in Candy's family, she's got a tight-knit family. And they are down for each other. When kids didn't have places to be at, Candy was taking kid, you know, kids in, like Melvin, I believe she helped raise, took part in raising him. And I think that that's a jealousy part for Marlo. I really do. You make a very good point because she didn't have no family to take her, which is why she was swinging from foster home to foster home. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't like Marlo. I don't care about the fashions. I don't care about the labels. I don't care about any of that. She is not a nice person. And as Kenya said, we saw how she talked to and spoke to and treated her nephews. We saw how she spoke about Candy. We saw how she was smiling in Kenya's face, talking about, I'm glad we repaired this friendship and starting over and was talking about her and bringing up Mark and all kind of shit. Like just very vile. And I don't, I don't feel like allowing her to cry for two parts of a three-part reunion makes her likable. Like you wasted our time. You could have talked about some good shit. This wasn't good. It ain't making it. I don't care. She's not a redeemable person. And like Kenya said, she's trying to do damage control and it didn't work. You're still a bitch. An I old bitch. What, I think what made me now y'all can correct me if I'm wrong because Lord knows my memory ain't good sometimes, but has anybody else been allowed to cry and have this backstory and expose for two parts of a reunion? No. Or am I tripping? No. See, no. Thank you. I'm, I'm, no. I'm glad I... Thank you. Thank you. And that's my biggest problem. Because, like, of all the people... Like, because let's, let's be clear and let's be honest. There are way... If you're going to give somebody a solid backstory, if anything, there are way more deserving people on the Housewives franchise that deserve that more than Mar fucking Marlo. Yeah. Hell, Kenya is literally right there. If you go give somebody a sob story, Kenya is right there. Say what you want about Kenya, but Kenya uh, is Housewives. Sheree uh, is right there because right word on the curb is Sheree did dropped out in like middle. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Sheree act like she don't got no high school diploma. So <laughs> I would love, I would love that story. GD by Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> My baby Kareem by Sheree. My whole fucking right. by Sheree. But you know, but I agree. Like it's so many other people you could give this expose more deserving than fucking Marlo. Especially considering that, again, like, if if you're going to be, my, here's my, what I always say, if you're going to be a villain, be a villain. If you're going to fuck around, fuck around, it's potential. Marlo don't do none of that, and plus, she's not even good at being a villain. Say what you want by Kenya, when she was a villain, I mean, she still kind of is, but it was entertaining TV. Well, hate it or love it, it was entertaining TV. When Nene, you know, had step in the villain bag, it was entertaining to you. Marlo is not entertaining. So it doesn't warrant all these tears and this expose and this spotlight she's given. She's not that girl. It's boring. So I mean, yes. being a being a bully is low-hanging fruit to me. 
Mm-hmm. And and in the way that you bully, and even if you're gonna bully, be good at it. Doing shit like talking about uh, ex Kenya's husband and you know Candy Mary and Todd. Your whole spiel is about women being in proximity to men while you don't have one. It don't make it don't really make no sense to me. You talk all this shit, but everything that these women have, you seem to want. And not only that. And I've said it before, but it bears repeating. You fucked old white men for money and you still broke. As our good sis Kenya said, the only way we could clock your income is by the square reader between your legs. Then you want to get all mad when people slut shame you and shit, but you do the same thing. You call Candy 87 Mm -hmm. type of hoes. I don't have no sympathy for Sheree, and I feel like Andy wasted a lot of good time. We could have gotten into some of these other women's shit. Um, by allowing this girl to, to wash the fucking windows with all them fucking tears. Like, it's a hard pass for me. I still don't know what Drew and Sanya are arguing about, but I will say this. Drew, you deserve a nigga named Ralph. You deserve a nigga named Ralph because you kept making this comment about if if your husband want a baby, she should give him one. You gave Ralph babies and he still left for three days and you ain't know where the fuck he was at. What that did for you? Women may have the final say over their bodies and what they want to do with them. And I'm glad Aaron came to his goddamn senses because if she don't want to have another baby, she don't want to have another baby. The end. Part of me still feel like that storyline was fabricated. Me too. Because they ain't really have shit else going on. And we didn't really learn much more about her. Exactly. I'm not going to say I didn't like seeing it, but what I will say is I don't think there's enough meat to her marriage that's interesting to be on this show like outside of what little chaos she had with drew there was nothing else very memorable about her being on the show this season agreed so that's kind of where i'm which, at which 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 since we here, uh because i mean i know we i know there's another part of the reunion tonight but you know we can talk about it here who cares um well, how would y'all rate this season of Housewives? I enjoyed the season. I'm hating the reunions. I sure. agree with Candace. I did like the season. I did like um I did like the fact that Marlo exposed who she really is, like to people like Candy. Um, I do I I enjoy seeing that aspect of it. And I enjoyed, you know, seeing Sheree be the failure that she continues to be. Um, Drew was a bit more <laughs> Drew was a bit more likable just in that she didn't let Sonya try to bully over her because we knew and we called it out earlier in the season that Sonya was using Drew as social currency to sit with Candy and Kenya so I enjoyed that but I just I feel like again they spent so much time in these first two parts of the reunion um, giving us this very typical sob story for Marlo that it's not been enjoyable for me. Neither part. For me, I I thought this I thought the season wasn't bad, but I, as Curtis used to always say, like who is in the writing room? And because I I just feel like for the most part, like I feel like Kenya's storyline was fine. I feel like Candy's storyline was fine. Um, but everybody else, I feel like I feel like more could have been done. I still feel like the, the Sheree and Tyrone shit was very fabricated. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's an example of what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like more could have been done, like, for the storylines and more interesting things because 
like you said, that was fabricated, and we know it's fabricated. And also, who the fuck gives a fuck about Sharia in this? <laughs> like, you know, so for me, like the 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 season wasn't bad, but I feel like it could have gave more as far as some of the writing and storylines. Which brings me to, to my next question, because I've seen the rumblings. Would y'all want to see Portia back next season? Sure. Just it's been a while. Since just I, because I say it again, Adrian. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen Portia, so I'm I'm indifferent. I think Honestly, it's I, gonna, like I think it's gonna bring back the Kenya versus Portia shit, and I'm okay with that. Um, because those two women truly cannot stand each other. Like that's not for TV. That is in real life. They cannot stand each other. Yeah. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for authentic beef. It'll be a lot more entertaining than Sonya and Drew. I'll tell you that goddamn much. And I hate that she did this to herself by feuding with Andy and Bravo and NBC. Um, because this show needs Nene back. Like it just is very dry. The 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 comebacks, the wit, and a lot of shit is not there. But we know that that door is closed after she sued them and called Andy all types of crackheads and shit. So I mean, you know, um, as long as was, that was fun. As long as I never see Phaedra back in this franchise, to which. I still feel like they're shitty for bringing her back in any capacity, but that's just me. But I don't ever want to see Phaedra back on Atlanta. They were doing it to test the water. Yeah. May she drown. Phaedra is an awful person. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, I'm not even a Candy fan, but that shit she tried to pull, I'll, I'll never forget that. Because she ended up getting in some type of real life trouble for that shit, right? Yeah. Did she get disbarred in Georgia? Uh, suspended. No, she's still active in Georgia. Okay. She's active now. Oh, she active now. Okay, I know she was suspended for. Mm-hmm. Her. So you know, leave her where. I she mean, she. Is, but... I mean, she active, but who the fuck is doing business? <laughs> you heard what Bobby Brown said. That's every true. time, every time Phaedra represented him, he went to jail. I mean, but was he guilty? True. That, that that's also <laughs> true. <laughs> Two I things mean, can but... be true. Yeah. <laughs> This can be true. She could be a shitty attorney, and you could have been guilty. As well. So, this can be true. Yeah, I mean, but she probably didn't even try. I don't know. Just keep her away. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with Portia coming back. It's not one of those things like I'm biting my nails because she need to come back. Um, but if she come back, okay. Because I still want her to. I still want it to be discussed amongst the girls. Her fucking that girl husband that she was hanging out with. See, that's what I'm talking about. The storylines and that see that that right there in the like, right room. She, she ran from that. She quit because she didn't want to talk about it. But I, I wanted to come back because you know, you know Kenya ain't forgot. <laughs> you know Kenya ain't go, ain't forgot. So wasn't she cause when it happened once I I think I, I think it was Kenya um that was like I just on social media, like I just find it funny how. Yeah, for sure. Now we're getting into the because speaking about just no, find it funny. Yeah. Thank you, but no thank you, Andy, for them re- keep those next time. Put it in your pocket. Then take it out. Put it in a pipe. Cause Nene say you ain't nothing but a crackhead. Light the pipe, smoke it, and fucking choke. Because these reunions are awful. Given nothing. Nothing has been gave. But what has been given is married to medicine. And I just Jeremy just said it about if you're gonna be a villain, stand up in that. I need that from Heavenly. I can't stand a messy bitch who act like she don't know she being messy and is only doing shit for the greater good. 
You sitting up there telling Toya, oh, they was over there whispering who's fucking at somebody in the neighborhood. Like, you were being messy. <laughs> you were being messy. You don't give a fuck. Matter of fact, if we being honest, you and Toya haven't been cool for a lot of seasons now. At which is how three. Anila came in. Because once you, and, once you and Toya stopped being cool, Toya needed another ally. So I'm just... Um, I don't know why people keep giving you a leg to stand on. You are very fucking messy, Heavenly. You are very fucking messy. It was messy, but can I be honest? If that was my co-worker and she's about to walk into that, because they were about to spring that on her, I would have I would have told her to. Like, this is, what, this is what the word is over there with them on the couch. I'm glad that you used the word co-worker, not friend, Adrian. I wouldn't have told my coworker shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'ma mind my business. Especially, <laughs> especially when my coworker has a habit of trying to bully and pick at people. Mm. Like yeah. even this shit with Audra, while I feel like Audra is being fucking was being extra in certain instances, she Toya been picking at that girl nonstop. Toya been picking at Anila nonstop. Toya got something to say about everybody. Whole time her and Eugene move like fucking gypsy. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. I would have let Toya walk right into that and be ambushed because she got a habit of doing that. She got shade and she sneaked this every, every single one of the ladies. Whole time she crying because Eugene won't get on top of her and do his business. <laughs> I feel like she's gotten worse of that since, because that's kind of always been her thing, but I feel like she's gotten worse of that since Mariah no, no longer is uh, a cast member. I don't know what what point she's trying to put, but I for sure would have let her walk right into that. That that's for you to hold. That's your L to hold. And as, <laughs> do I think to y'all think Toya fuck somebody in they in their little neighborhood? I don't think she fuck nobody. That's just very fucking messy. Like <laughs> y'all think she cheated on Eugene? Cause I feel like I feel like niggas is so messy. They would break their neck to tell social media they was fucking that man wife. I, I, <laughs> I don't. If somebody in the neighborhood, I don't know. Somebody though, I, maybe. I, that's I'm with Jeremy on that. Yeah, like I like the neighborhood. I think that's for somebody. I, mm, I don't know for it. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think she doing nothing. She like his big funky ass. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't really care for Eugene. I think he messy. I think of all the husbands, he always inserting himself into women's business. He has been called a bitch by multiple women on the show for always being in their business. And so I'm not a huge Eugene fan. I don't think he holds his wife accountable. Like I, we can say, even though she don't listen, Damon is really good about pulling heavily coattails and being like, "You're that's not okay." Yeah, well, that's also, that's also because Damon is just a gentle soul. Like, Eugene, 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 roll up his uh his jeggings and get right in the mud with Toya. He put on, he he roll up his tight ass pants and get right in the mud and get the rolling with her. And so for that reason alone, you I wouldn't so... I wouldn't be I wouldn't I would laugh if it was true, but I honestly don't think she's doing too much of nothing. I will say though, Audra, Audra, Miss Mama, that tea that you feel like you dropped in our lap about Toya, that's not it. 
Everybody on this show know Toya and Eugene got fucked up finances. Like, it bears repeating. Everybody and their mama know Toya and Eugene got some of the worst finances known to fucking man for somebody, for a, a doctor and a woman that's getting a check for being on TV. Like, why do you... I know you want to push back, but when she, when they replayed it back, I feel like Toya was well within her rights to mush that girl in her fucking face. Not only was she in Toya's face, she was bumping Toya's chest like, bitch, what's up? Yeah. Toya, they were touching titties. Yeah. And, and not in a, and not in a passionate way, in a let's fight type of way. So yeah. And Toya said it. Yeah, this bitch was trying to sun me, so I got her up out my fucking face. And and Simone, Mr. Ed, baby, we know you can't fight because you think a mush and a punch is the same thing. And they are absolutely not the same thing. Me mushing, you in, me mushing you in your face is a warning. Me punching you in your face is me saying I'm fin- to beat your ass. Yeah, I was going to say, the, whole, the one thing that Toya did do in this is remind us that in Detroit. Oh, yeah, she ain't nothing but a Midwest hood rat. <laughs> now, everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. Like, hey. be rabbit, be rabbit <laughs> is, a, is a Detroit rat for show. <laughs> T rabbit. <laughs> a Motor City mutt, if you will. A Motor City. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be joke out. Oh, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think. I don't think she was wrong in this instance. Uh, again, you know, I do feel like she's trying to bully Audra a little bit, but it, it hasn't. It hasn't gone to the point where you should be in her face, bumping her, basically saying, "Bitch, what's up?" Throw them hands. Like I don't feel it's gotten to that point. She's being. She's being petty and she's being childish, but. Nothing to the extent that that would bring Audra harm for her to be reacting so so viciously to it. Like a hit dog is hollering. Are you not a good lawyer? Because you've been reacting over this for for months now. Speaking of reacting, she she over there with that Phaedra or record. Go ahead, Adrian. She just need a moment. That was all. Like it was. I got how she felt in the moment or whatever, but she's just putting too much on it now. Yeah, and her husband over there talking to her, talking about at ease. Is that a fucking pit bull? <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. <laughs> no. Say it. Can it song? No. Can it song? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Say it. I want, I want my way into heaven. Mm-mm. Not, <laughs> not co-hosting this show, you ain't. <laughs> I can tell I you that about right to say. <laughs> I was about to damn say. <laughs> so go on and get it off your chest. What you was finna say, Adrian? I mean, she looked a little canine-ish in the face. Oh, like not in a bad, not in like a bad way. She do like, like you know a, how, how in the do you beginning look like of a, what's my name video? He morphs like what's a good from way? The cape, like from the dog into Snoop. She looked like oh, a cane you know corso. What? She looked like a cane corso <laughs> in the face, and we're not we're gonna stop acting like she don't. A pup named Audrey. <laughs> Audra, Audra, do where oh. are you? <laughs> oh, friend, you ain't shit. I just looked up a cane course, so you ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to not not like Suge Avery. I ain't do nothing. Sister, you been sister. <laughs> you look like a canine. Oh, sister. <laughs> 
I sure got some kibble for you. All right. Okay. Sorry. All right. All right. All right. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about Anila. Let me say this. You don't get to bring your parents from the comfort of their own fucking home and expect them to be your fucking maid and your butler and your and your concierge and every fucking thing else. And you're not paying them. I do. I do not understand Anila and Dr. Karen's issue with the parents because you're not paying me. I'm not your, I'm not Molly the maid. Go find a Mimi Foss somewhere for that. It's not going to be me. I I don't know what they're expecting. They have some very unrealistic expectations, especially when they have rules asking the parents to wash their hands. You know what type of fucking parents you have. They're not the cleanest motherfuckers in the world. If you got to remind them to wash their hands before touching very, I think it's very fucking shitty to be sitting up talking about, we got to come up with a plan to get rid of my parents. You shouldn't have never called them up there. You should have hired a fucking another nanny and a housekeeper. Like my my issue with Anila's parents have been that they one you know are not the cleanest person, clean cleanest people. Um, but two they just haven't respected some of their reasonable you know house rules uh, and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you said, I do there are there is some things where it's just like okay, Anila, like what is like what, what is y'all doing? And also, they are your parents, not your mate. So that's where they lose me on that front. And honestly, I feel like this is, I don't want to say that it's fabricated, but I do feel like they are doing a lot to maintain some semblance of a storyline, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I feel like there's some, there's some, it's like 50% authentic, and then 50, the other half is like, okay, nah, y'all doing a lot. You know good and fucking where your parents ain't your goddamn name. Yeah. I hope Miss Gomez run up the bag when they call her back. <laughs> and yesterday's like, not today's price. Yesterday's price, not today's price. Word to I spice. You thought I was feeling you? Your parents is is trifling for real. Like I've never had to tell my mother, "Hey, wash your hands before you touch the food, mama." Like I thought that was automatic. But I will say, um, I do think some of this is for a storyline because every time you turn around, Anila's parents is following behind her to an event. Yeah, and that's weird. Every time. So speaking of, um, they finally brought up the, the quad and the contractor rumor to which if there is some truth to it, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that tea. If quad is in fact running around sleeping with other married men, you know, I would like to know. It would make for a good storyline, um, but for, as of yet, as of yet, nobody, nobody's wife has come forward and been like, "She, yeah, she fucked my husband. It was her." What y'all think? Go ahead. I think that's a grown woman's pussy, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what else to say. How much further to go? So if she got her some contractor cock more for her contractor and if he married that's her own karma to deal with right that i don't have a dog in fight uh yeah i mean for me um like it's true i mean it would be a nice entertaining storyline uh if it's not then that's a damn champion for y'all line on that woman but at the end of the day i agree with adrian that is a grown woman's 
uh, vagina and she can do what she wants with it. And if it's true, you know, she, that's her that's her business to deal with it. And not only that, I just am wanting to know why a group of married women are so invested in the sex life of a single woman. Y'all have husbands that y'all really are not on the, the best of foots with. Y'all not on the best of feats with y'all husband. <laughs> the best of feats is giving me. I also <laughs> feel like they've been <laughs> I also feel like they've been clocking quartz pussy good, better, and different for a long time now. And it's it's getting very old. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for somebody who doesn't let me say, quad can be annoying. She very do talk good. a fucking lot. But I can't recall very many times where Quad has been on the show just digging into the other women's personal business in a way that they do hers. Like, she's not been running around constantly talking about Toy and Eugene's finances. Simone and Cecil still probably on the brink of divorce. Curtis looking like Curtis look and, and Jackie settling for that. <laughs> Anila just trying to fit in and you know, I don't, we don't ever really see her go that route with the other women. So I just, I just always feel like, how much do y'all really think this woman is a friend of y'all that y'all do that constant? Like, I think they're frenemies yeah. with Quad. And I think it, it, it grinds they fucking gears that even after the divorce from Dr. Greg, she's a bitch who can stand on her own two fucking feet and live the type of life she wants to live without having access to a man's money. She got a hustle about her that a lot of them don't have. I also feel like, and they probably will never say this publicly, and that's fine, but I also feel like a lot of them carry resent a little bit of hidden resentment towards Quad for two reasons. One, as her pig-ass, abusive-ass ex-husband used to always remind her when he tried to put her, quote-unquote, put her in a place, is that, one, she uh, was at the strip club, and then, two, that she had the audacity to leave a man who essentially was abusing her. And, you know, we know how much they put, they hold marriage and being marriage and the sanctity of of marriage or whatever the fuck that means. You know, they place marriage so high. And the fact that Quart divorced that man, I feel like they do, to an extent, have some resentment towards her still. Call me crazy and I might be reaching, but I, I truly just, because otherwise, it don't make no sense otherwise. Yeah. Well, at least to me. Yeah, it it just I can't think of a logical reason for them to always have such vitriol towards um towards Quad and her life and you know it's it's really quite odd to me. Especially considering some of the demons on that show and how they give them grace and then when it's Quad is just like they 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 still be on Quad. And like you said, Quad is not perfect. Quad is not, you know, Innocent, quote unquote innocent by any means. She could be annoying as fuck. But again, considering some of the hell some of them other women bring on that show and they give them grace and y'all can't stand that for quad. Uh-uh. Some, 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 two plus two is not equaling her uh, truth for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. The robbery heard about around social media took place where Anila's house was robbed. And I watched um, a recap from Funky Dineva where. Um, and we'll see in tonight's episode as well, where some of the girls are believing Toya had this set up for Anila to be robbed. And <laughs> Funky Dineva basically corroborated that the ladies are, are pointing fingers at Toya, having her set up, saying that Toya was offering up information about the robbery 
that nobody else knew. Like, you know, when it took place, the fact that there weren't cameras uh, installed yet in the backyard, and that's where the robbers came in yet, and how she was saying that somebody had a hit out on Anila and all this other shit. And I don't know that I necessarily believe that. I think we might just be talking about some some truly coincidental mess, but for the robbers to come in that woman's house, know how to avoid the cameras, know where she keeps her heirlooms and her family jewels and this, that, and the third. Do y'all think that's some information Toya knew? Like, I know at one point they were closed, but they fell out pretty quickly. And, uh, no, I was going to say, mind you, when Toya and Anila were cool, Anila's house wasn't done yet, remember? So they kind yeah. of fell out before Anila's house was finished. I'm so, gonna be honest. I don't. I don't. I don't think that Toya had that woman set up for real. I just think that was a coincidence. What I will say is, if Toya did, that is probably the most Detroit ass thing I've ever fucking seen about. <laughs> and she don't want to talk herself into being a person of interest. <laughs> no, also that. Now, now that's Mama White Diamonds had a very interesting theory saying that Anila had it set up and that her mama probably stole all that stuff because I, I'll agree. Like, in that big-ass house, unless Anila's just as dumb as she looked, which I'm inclined to believe that, <laughs> who would know where you keep all your family heirlooms? Your family. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be able to identify your family heirlooms other than your family, honestly? Now, I ain't saying my mama right, but I ain't saying she wrong either. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, because my mom said she believed Anila and her mama set this up because they needed the insurance money. Because y'all don't find it peculiar that all of a sudden they can't afford, afford to hire a new nanny. They haven't hired a new nanny or a new housekeeper yet. And then they was talking mm. about how Dr. Kieran's business, uh, how his practice took a hit during the pandemic. So, I mean, mm. the money potentially hasn't been coming in the way it once was. And he is, and Dr. So you Kieran saying is, a, is a very, very, very specialized plastic surgeon, if y'all recall. So like you're saying Toya the scammer spotted the scam? <laughs> I'm not saying she did, but I'm not saying she didn't. I'm just saying something okay. in the milk about this robbery really doesn't make sense. And most times, well, I'm not rich, so I don't, I'm not rich and I'm not wealthy and I don't live in no million, multi-million dollar house. But I just feel like if you do, especially let's take it one step further with the string of robberies that had happened in Atlanta during this time. Remember Marlo got robbed. Um, it happened to a couple other people, a couple other celebrities or people, well-known people, Sierra and so on and so forth. With the string of robberies hitting these affluent Atlanta areas, wouldn't you shit in a lockbox or a safe? Yeah. But at the same time, I realized people who are wealthy ensure they shit, ensure their heirlooms, ensure their, their jewels and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So... If it was to be taken or damaged or lost by some strange turn of events, a check is surely to follow. So I, I don't, and Toya made a comment on Twitter or Instagram about funny how there's nobody can find the police report. And 
I guess I will default to you, Adrian. Like, unless I'm mistaken, police reports typically aren't public knowledge unless somebody wants them released, right? Like, can I go find somebody no, to report? As long as they're an adult, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I don't really I don't really know how that works. So I was just like, you know, without a case number or something, how does one get their hands on a police report? So- I mean, the way people did information for these shows if it was out there and somebody wanted to find it they could find it okay well toya is is alleging that there is no funny how nobody has come across a police report in the preview for tonight toya basically called anila a liar and so i'm kind of i'm kind of airing that way as well something doesn't make sense oh and the other part they were saying that when anila was robbed um toya had been throwing a party at her house and people were able to get in and out of their gated community but i'm i thought toya and eugene had moved so did they move to move to and rent another house in the same gated community i think that's what she said okay that's like right down the street from their dream house okay well i'm not saying toya did it i don't i'll be honest i don't think toya had shit to do with it i do think it's very weird to be going around telling people somebody has a hit out on Anila and not, you know, beef aside. If I was to be told that somebody was trying to harm Adrian or Jeremy, I'm not about to tell everybody but them. I'm about to go to them like, I don't know how true this is. I don't know if it has any validity, but so-and-so is saying that people, there's some people trying to harm you and your family and you may want to look into that and, and get it straightened out. So I just think it's weird to to be saying shit like somebody has a hit out on Anila and wants to harm her family and you never went and told her that. I don't care how many issues we had. That's something I would tell Anila. So that's that's the one weird right. thing. I don't know. Like I said, I really don't know what the truth is. Like I agree with both of y'all. Like something in the milk ain't clean. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happen for real and you know we we might get the truth we might not all i know is if toya had something to do with it like i said that's probably the most detroit ass thing i've ever fucking heard and that alone is hysterical to me. <laughs> and if toya had something to do with it she wouldn't be talking about the shit at all yeah. like she would want to be as far away from any conversation regarding that as possible mm-hmm. but i guess we'll see more tonight um we're gonna close it up with love and marriage Huntsville and I want to open this by saying I know that in the past we have really talked about how much we like Kimmy um but looking back at last week's episode and this week's episode I don't feel sorry for her she's stupid because why would a woman in her 40s whose kid is grown and gone go and marry somebody 10 years younger than her who's not all that good looking who has a child, a minor child, and he treats her like an indentured servant. And now he's running around panting, praying and hoping for pussy while telling her what's a woman's job and what's a man's job. I don't feel sorry for Kimmy. You signed up for that. Mm. That man, you say that man kick his feet up and watch football while you cooking, cleaning, folding clothes, meal prepping, getting monster ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, getting him ready for the week. That's the type of partner you signed up to have. The chauvinistic apple does not fall, fall far from the tree with him and Marcel. The Scott brothers, none of the Scott brothers are so outlandishly fine that any woman should settle for them 
behaving in that capacity. Matter of fact, Maurice looked older than and Kim. Now, yeah. And now seeing that, I wonder if this, not that it's an excuse, but I wonder if this played any part in Kawa Chi. Mm. I literally had that conversation with my mom in that a lot of times when you look at straight men and and like if and they've been divorced before, you really need to do your homework and deep dive into what went wrong in that previous marriage. Because nine times out of 10, that nigga was the biggest issue in that marriage. He was the biggest problem in that marriage. So I don't know. I like I said, I don't feel sorry for Kimmy. And then if we pump it up to this to this week's episode. I understand why Mel don't fuck with none of y'all all like that. Because why would you take a conversation that you had with Mel and run it to Destiny and Tisha who don't, who, they're not friends in any capacity with Mel? What was the purpose of that? Like, I don't get it. Man. Like, if, if that's... if Even that's the, it don't make sense. Yeah, if that's the type of friend you are to Mel, I absolutely understand why Mel gives all of y'all her ass to kiss when y'all are not filming. Because that made absolutely no sense other than you are trying to be a bone collector on this show and keep shit going. Which I feel like Kim has been for a while and we just haven't called it out enough. Yeah, but I'm on your ass right now. Because that was really, truly uncalled for. Especially when you run around talking about, do you think you and Martell could ever be in a good place? Do y'all ever be? Like, this didn't help it any. How did this help the situation? It it didn't. I, I thought it was extremely messy and I thought it was extremely uncalled for. Which not that you know, ooh, now that you bring that up, uh, Candace, just circling back a little bit to the tour. Like um like <laughs> juxtapose her always asking Mel about any chance of her and Martel getting back together. Then look at her current nigga, Kimmy that is. Look the nigga she married and then <laughs> she's always asking about can Bill or Martell ever rekindle or some shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, ma'am, 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 you married a Martell. Yeah. Yeah, I think she just, she wants them back together so she don't have to choose sides. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, which honestly would make sense why she don't feel that strongly about what, about the things that Martell did and the type of man that he is because, hell, like I, like I just said, hell, she married a Martell. A chauvinist. She she married a chauvinist just, just as much as male divorce one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like I feel like Destiny, her level of jealousy for Mel is kind of frightening. I'm like I, I, I feel like we should be frightened because let's let's have an honest conversation about this. Now, whether we feel like Mel was petty or not, if she walked up or overheard or was eavesdropping and heard Destiny at any point discussing her with with tisha okay she has a right to be in her feelings once she decided she needed some space from you okay cool now you have all these negative things to say calling her all type of liars going to bat for this melanica chick and everything else and i've known her since this song and i you've known martel since high school as well and he actually cheated on his wife and had multiple outside babies so what do that mean because you've been knowing somebody since high school not only that, when you was at your lowest, and I, I, I talked myself through this, I said that Destiny and Mel had two different, two completely different divorces. And that's why Destiny is so jealous. Mel's divorce did not break her. As a matter of fact, she came out on top. 
she's in a, be- a better financial position now than she was when she was with Martel. The bank, the divorce bankrupted his ass. But Destiny, on the other hand, the, her divorce bankrupted her ass. She couldn't keep Madani open. She don't own the building. The lease ran out. She was was trying to get public assistance. Mel was giving her money to help her out. I see where the jealousy comes in at. And I'm not saying she got to kiss Mel ass because Mel did something for her in the time of need. But at the very fucking least, you don't have to run around shitting on that woman every time you get the opportunity, especially when the camera's rolling. That is so fucking weird to me. Somebody who helped me pay my bills when I didn't have it to pay. Like, I'm just, you know, trying to wrap my mind around what Mel did so wrong to Destiny that she got such this huge amount of vitriol for that girl. It don't make no sense to me other than jealousy. And Mel didn't want, Mel didn't need her in her village. She needed Mel in hers. I think that was kind of the, I think that was the tip. She wanted to be to Mel what Mel was to her. And Mel was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need you in that capacity. I don't need you to watch my kids because my kids quite frankly think you're a little bit boring anyway, but I don't need you in that capacity, but whatever you need me for as a part of your village, I got you. Yeah. Now why that made her this mad? I don't know. Also, speaking of boring, glad you brought that up, Adrian. Um, get Destiny the hell off my TV. Not How many grand re, I just... re, 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 re openings of fucking Madani do you plan <laughs> to have? Bitch, ain't nobody trying to come on down to the Madani. Close that shit care. up. I do not care. Get Destiny off my TV screen. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. She had an opportunity to bring something of value to this show. She chose to be weird. She chose to be weird towards me. She chose to be weird, weird for the sake of being weird. She chose not to be open and transparent about things that were probably actually were interesting and actually, you know, would give her something to bring to the show for the divorce. And, you know, any anything going on in her personal life, she did. She chose not to disclose that, which is your right. But also understand that if you don't do anything else, that makes you a liability on this damn show. She 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 brings nothing. She does nothing. She's weird. She's not entertaining. She's boring. Get her off my damn TV. I do not care. That's all I had to say. Ain't nothing else to be said. So I didn't I didn't know that the big fight that happened happened at Madani, and that makes it all the more delicious seeing Mel pull up in that twenty four karat gold G wagon to stun on Destiny, and she still can't. And Madani still ain't open to this day. She had a grand re 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 opening and the shit still closed again. What are we doing? Like, why are we here? And I and I'm especially mad at Kimmy for running that shit back because it it did nothing but put another rift in between Mel and and Martel. And at some point, these motherfuckers got to be able to co-parent peacefully. So no, you don't really see Mel as a friend, and we got to be honest about that. Because we know these motherfuckers have just finished fighting like cats and dogs in real time. And the catalyst seems to be that situation. So I, I don't know. I May they all suffer. I don't have nothing for Tiffany Lewis because they don't like their... I don't know why they're married. We know why they're married. We know why. Because Tiffany wants to be secure financially. And Lewis don't probably don't want to be lonely. So he's he settling for being married to someone who truly doesn't love him and tiffany is there again because she wants to be financially secure that's it i wish him nothing but the worst (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, I truly do. And also, Martel, you a fucking liar. Talk about, I do want to get married again. I'm ready to be married and settle down. Yo, 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 mistress was right there. Why you ain't with her? Why you didn't went and got with old broke ass Sheree? Oh, so they together for real? Or they for real? I still don't know about all of that, but... Like if you was really ready to settle down, that woman was that woman was uh making babies with you and being your other partner for five fucking years. Now you don't want her now that you're single. Mm. And this is why I want women to stop playing themselves when they be fucking with married men. Those niggas will sell you any type of dream to get your pussy. Now that that man's single, he don't want nothing to do with you, coleslaw. Not a single fucking thing. Now he just want to co-parent peacefully. And then every time you get mad, you cry. And, and tell the world that you were still fucking him. Like, uh, girl, that's a single man still treating you like a, a late night creep. What was the reason? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Huh? Why did you do that, Sharon? Why did you let that man fuck on you, get you pregnant twice, and now that he's single and can mingle, he don't want you? Beautiful rummy. Brain smooth. Brain real smooth. As a mark. As a fucking marble brain, smooth as granite countertops, smooth. Billy D. Williams, Colt 45, smooth. Leather pants after you just put on some lotion, smooth. (laughs) Smooth, brain, smooth. Roller blades at the discotheque, smooth. After you just waxed your vagina, smooth. All right. Smooth, for real. Like, I don't understand. And and I want these old-ass mammies to stay out of stuff. Miss Van... Wanda the Wombat. Wanda the Wombat. <laughs> Martell Mama with them thin ass tracks. Stay out of these kids' shit. Y'all don't never make the shit no better. You only make it worse. I'm not. I'm, I'm still stuck at Wanda the Wombat. I ain't even. <laughs> well, did I lie? You didn't. Okay. However, I'm just. Saying. I, I saw somebody. Uh, I saw somebody say this on Twitter, and uh, I can't remember your name. Blame it on my head, but not my heart. But you were spot on the money, and that uh, Wanda. At least, now granted, I agree with you, friend. All of the mamas, all of the mammies need to stay out of uh, these kids' business. Um, but Wanda in particular, like she knows her role. She knows that they bring her on this show so she can start shit and be ignorant, so she can get a check. Yeah, yeah. She knows that's all they bring her on this show for, and. And, you know, and she knows her role and she plays it well because all of the shit, all of the drama, is, you know, when she be on the show, it's always some hell coming. Always. It never fails. Yep. Yep. Never fucking fails. So, I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. Be sure to tune in next week where we're, we'll get into on Ratchet Reloaded, um, the season finale and the part one reunion for Bell Collective. <laughs> And life after lockup, and boy, has it been a fucking doozy! Phenomenal, mm. phenomenal. That is what I sign up for when I sign up for reality TV is shit like that. And so you're gonna want to tune in for that. And then we'll be back covering our shows, and we're gonna start counting down to the to the season premieres of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and um, Real Housewives of Potomac, I believe. Um, y'all won't have us for five shows as some shows are about to wrap up like Real Housewives of Atlanta Um, I think we still got quite a ways to go for Married to Medicine because it's only on like episode 11 or 12 so at least maybe two or three more episodes and then reunions 
Um, and I think Black Ink is gonna be going on a little hiatus pretty soon. So yeah, we'll be back got, down. They got stuff to figure out. Not yeah, we'll yeah. So we'll be we'll be back down to our three or four shows. Um, but we appreciate y'all for listening and catching up with us. We hope y'all enjoyed last week's show with Chandra and Blair. Shout out to you, ladies. We truly appreciate y'all coming through to show up and show out. Um, anything y'all want to say before we go, AP and Jeremy? Nope. Everybody have a good week. Peace, nigga. <laughs>